Welcome to Untamed Intimacy, the show that helps you get to the core of what creates safety, love, connection, passion, and pleasure in your relationship. You'll learn how to resolve conflict, communicate authentically, and rekindle passion. So you can create untamed intimacy in your relationship. I'm Ani Manian. And I'm Lee Noto. We're the founders of Untamed Intimacy. And together, we serve couples all around the world to help them create the wildest love they have ever known. We believe that our relationships are the most powerful vehicles for growth, and our partners are our greatest teachers. If you're ready to create untamed intimacy in your relationship, then this is the podcast for you. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. And you'll be notified as soon as we drop a juicy episode. And if you really love and receive value from this podcast, we'd like to ask two things. Please leave a five-star review and consider connecting with us on Instagram at untamed underscore intimacy. And take a screenshot of your favorite episodes and share them in your stories so others can find this content too. And if you'd like to be coached live on air or have any questions that you'd like answered on the show, visit us at untamedintimacylive.com. We can't wait to hear from you. May it be the flow from Medivine. Beautiful. I love just doing that breath where I breathe in and then drop down right into my seat. I always get a good chill. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So we are already recording. Amazing. And so for those of you who are joining, welcome, welcome. Um, If you have any questions throughout or if Anahata shares something that is intriguing for you, feel free to pop it in the chat. And we promise to leave some time at the end to address those questions and give you some time with Anahata herself. (laughs) So beautiful. Welcome to this episode of Untamed Intimacy. I have the great honor today of being here with Anahata Ananda. And she is a shamanic healer and soul guide. And those words don't even do it justice, the extent of her work and her service here. Um, And she blends the compassion and tenderness of an angel. And I'm actually getting chills as I say that. (laughs) And the wisdom and strength of a shaman to guide profound journeys of core healing and spiritual awakening. As a certified high-performance coach, shamanic healer, and soul guide, Anahata has guided thousands of individuals through core life shifts helping them to turn their life around and manifest the life of their dreams. Anahata is the host of the internationally acclaimed Shamangelic Healing podcast. She is the founder of Shamangelic Healing based in Sedona, Arizona, where she offers high-performance coaching, inspirational workshops, group retreats, private healing sessions, and online courses. And I can give a firsthand testament to just the breadth and depth of her work because I have been the recipient of her being a beautiful, bountiful space holder for me in some of my pivotal times, both in my business and my life. So I welcome you here, Anahata. It's such an honor to have you on the podcast today. And uh, it's a pleasure to see your bright, shining face. 
Likewise, soul sister, it's a privilege and thank you for the beautiful introduction and grateful and honored to support you on your journey of healing and awakening and those listening and watching. It's, uh, it's just a joy to be in service in this way to, to you know, guide people along their journey and, and figure it out along the way. You know, I'm still learning and growing and uh, I have a lot of questions and, and challenges and, and expansion and growth that's moving within me too. And we're all just kind of doing this together. So I'm grateful to be in this human experience with beautiful souls like you, you know, just doing doing our work to, to be better humans, you know? Ah, indeed. And that was actually one of our first conversations. We had an amazing conversation about the state of affairs in the world right now and the implications of what this global environment looks like for humanity. And so I'd be curious to hear, given that you said you are also in your own period of growth and expansion, what is present for you right now in terms of what you're seeing for yourself and what you're seeing through the lens of your work? Uh, thank you for that question. I, I'm finding that there aren't limits. There were perceived limits before um, or perceived control before. And since all of these things are being, you know, pulled away and melted away, then what is left is the core essence of who we are. And we're always free in that place. We're always free when we really know who we are at a deep core level. And where I thought there were limitations to my ability to work virtually, that really isn't the case. I'm able to, with divine grace, be able to access more awakened states in virtual platforms and it's been beautiful to be guided. You know, when things get peeled away, we are left with what's, what's there. And the question, I'm finding that there's a tremendous amount of beauty and personal uh, power and connection and um, potency that I wasn't fully accessing before. And so it's actually a really exciting time to be in the faith of, of trusting divine guidance and also innovating and listening to my soul's truth and realizing that, well, that thing that left wasn't, was holding me back or was complete. And I really don't, going forward, um, I don't need that thing anymore. So it's been really interesting to look at what is really sustainable and, and the, it feels like the things for a lot of us that weren't sustainable, whether it was a career or a lifestyle or hustle, 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 or too much travel, um, you know, that some of these things are melting away because they really weren't sustainable anyway, and we wouldn't have stepped back. It kind of takes sometimes force or an outside occurrence to invite introspection and inner alignment in a way that we're, we've actually been asking for most likely and feeling mm -hmm. a bit. And yet here it's kind of forced upon us because we, we would maybe wouldn't step back from a job or a career or wouldn't mm -hmm. slow down or wouldn't prioritize self-care and family in ways that are, are being invited at this time. Absolutely. Uh, this is the, oh, it, you know, this time has certainly had a number of grave implications for many people and is also I truly believe the thing that we've been asking for as a collective, whether it was a conscious request or, you know, subconscious request, 
And what I'm hearing in you saying that is that there's a true opportunity during this time to really deepen into intimacy with self and those around us, of course, but you know, our every relationship around us is a reflection of our relationship with self. So given that, what are you seeing either in your personal life or in how you're serving others and how they have either been able to deepen in this intimacy with self or how they've been really challenged? I think that what I'm witnessing is a polarity of that, uh, you know, a, a division of that, of those that are even initially struggling with it. There are, there, there's a whole part of the population that is like, well, okay, this is happening. And, you know, there's, there's a willingness to adapt, innovate, uh, see it as an opportunity. I'm seeing a lot of people that are, more valuing the preciousness of life. Why would I waste life doing this thing that I don't love to do or why I haven't been plugged into my relationships and is this the kind of person I want to be? I've been sedating my life or I've been playing small. And I think that that there's a, I'm noticing a, a, a part of the population that is using this as a tool for their own personal growth and as a tool to, um, go deeper definitely and question what's really important to me uh, and look at their part and be willing to let go of things that they've been holding on to for a long time mm. and like, take leaps of faith and um, go out into the unknown and, you know, really mm. begin to, I've seen a lot of people make big life changes right now. Um, and say, you know what, I, I, I'm going to walk away from this. It wasn't working anyway. Uh, and I'm seeing a lot of inspiration and hope and people plugging into things that light them up again and connecting and collaborating a lot more communities coming together and people saying, hey, let's do this thing together and getting out of our individual silos and a lot more community, a lot more collaboration, a lot more connection. Mm. So I am seeing, you know, a polarity is that there are a group of people that are doing that. They're doing the inner work, um, although be it uncomfortable, there is also, I'm seeing a fertility within that path choice that is not igniting a, a passion and, and hope and conviction. And then I'm also seeing uh, p- uh, another uh, portion of the population um, overwhelmed and um, afraid and feeling like their freedoms are being pulled, uh, their, their freedoms in different forms are being pulled from them and that are actually going deeper into their addictions or mm-hmm. into battle or blame or um, uh, dissonance, separation, anger, polarization, and kind of being triggered m- more deeply into the shadow uh, because there's more to work through there. And yeah. I want to acknowledge, you know, for all of us, there's, we have different coping mechanisms and all of us at different times when we have felt overwhelmed or stuck have blamed somebody else. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. All of us at different times of our life, whether we were a child or whether we were a teenager or a young adult or yesterday or this morning, <laughs> you know, all of us at different times from, from a place of overwhelm have sedated whether that was with food or work or sex or uh, money, vacations, material wealth, 
uh, alcohol, drugs, you name it. I mean, we've all uh, been in places where we didn't have the tools, the desire or the readiness to actually face things. And so um, it's not surprising to see uh, alcohol and, and, you know, sedation and anger um, and polarization also being amplified at this time as well. Right. Because anything that isn't sustainable is being rising to the surface to look at. And mm-hmm. so we can say, well, I'm in this situation and I can't drink my way out of this one. Can't, can't. And so we can try. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I want to have, a, I have deep compassion and respect for both paths because uh at different times, we need to go into the dark shadow and retract and sedate and hide until that meets its limit. Mm. And, and that is that that is a great catalyst, pain and suffering. It's a great catalyst uh, when things are being stripped away. And I know it's uncomfortable and it's it's kind of interesting that, it, you know, our human experience, that it takes sometimes rock bottom or... Um, you know, a real dark night to catalyze, okay, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to change this pattern. I'm going to make a difference. And sometimes, you know, we're just not ready in this lifetime to make those changes. And, and that's okay too, to just to meet wherever anybody is right now with compassion and respect, because we've all been in places where we want to go hide in a corner or we, or we're so upset that it overflows onto somebody else, or we're not ready to take accountability for our life choices. And so Mm. there's projections about, well, it's their fault. It's her fault. It's his fault. It's the government's fault. And, and uh, this is an interesting time collectively because collectively we're catalyzing still the inner journey. What does this mean for me? And I, I, I think that, for personal development, there's there's a lot of ripeness right now to look in and and look at our choices and say, is this still sustainable? Is this who I am? What am I giving my power away to? Mm. These questions uh, we probably, you know, many of us probably weren't raised with asking those questions or or don't know how to do self-inquiry. And so we're going to go to whatever tools we have to, to get by. And some of those are falling short of, of meeting the needs for feeling supported at this time. And that's yeah. why I've been so busy is, 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 you know, kind of helping everyday people through relationship challenges, financial hiccups, career mm-hmm. questions, family dynamics, addiction patterns, breaking, um, and, um, medical diagnosis, different medical diagnosis, and and just kind of helping people through the journey. That's this is what I came here for, and it's been an honor to be in the tender in the tenderness with people at mm-hmm. this time, just holding space for whatever they're going through. Wow. Well, thank you for doing the work that you do, and for it's, being it's a privilege. It's an yeah. honor. It yeah. really is. It really is a gift, and uh, that's it's it's a blessing and a gift and an honor for sure. Yeah, I know the feeling, and it, it so many words you said stuck out to me in that. Um, among them, community, collaboration, polarity, power, blame, accountability, projection. I think that's 
a typical day for me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and right now we're experiencing more within a day. Oh my we, God. You know, the, the triggers, the, the news, the challenges, the wait, what else can, what else, what's happening? And on top of that, you know, then, then this crisis and, you know, and, yeah. um, and so we're, ha- we're experiencing more within a day than we would probably be asked to face and deal with in a decade or even a lifetime. And yes. so, yes, what you all mentioned, what you just mentioned there, absolutely. Uh, it's, these are interesting times, aren't they? Oh yeah. It's like the timeline has sped up a million fold and we are condensing everything in. And you know what those words brought up for me was something we talked about in the very first conversation that we had. And I'd love for you to speak to this because I think this gives um, a higher level picture of the implications of what are happening right now. Um, And we talked a lot about divine masculine, divine feminine, masculine, feminine polarity. And I'm getting chills as I say this because I am brought back to our first conversation and you had shared so much wisdom and insight around what's, why this is happening from a, uh, you know, a metaphysical perspective, even, and even a quantum physical perspective um, around how we've been treating the feminine, the divine feminine, the feminine that embodies as woman, etc. So can you speak to that? Yes. Um, and thank you for that. We had a juicy conversation. Oh, yeah. so we, can, we can definitely um, dive into some of those concepts. Now, within each man, within each of a, a man and a woman, there are feminine and masculine qualities. And then within those feminine or masculine qualities, there's more of the unconscious feminine or masculine, uh, the, you know, the shadow side of both of those. And then there's also the more evolved, awake, and conscious or divine or awakened uh, feminine and masculine qualities. And what's happening in, the, in this lower quadrant of the, of the masculine, uh, the unhealthy masculine, we find the tyrant, the bully. Um, and, the, and this isn't within, this isn't, this isn't gender related. This is within men or women, the tyrant, the bully, the... Um, you know, the aggressor, the one that wins, that doesn't really have a care about the consequence, uh, that is driven by greed, that is more aggressive. Um, or the flip side of that is, a, a, you know, a coward. Um, and so we find these qualities, especially being amplified right now as resources on a planet um, people are fighting over resources, whether they're fighting over real estate, fighting over uh, oil, fighting over water, um, fighting over the green, um, money, mm-hmm. fighting over power. And so we tend to move into that lower quadrant, more around survival mode, war, battle, anger, greed, um, aggression. When we feel threatened, our resources are being threatened or our, our safety is being threatened. And, and um, the unhealthy feminine, a lot of drama, a lot of gossip, a lot of insecurity, the unhealthy feminine will, will use guilt and shame and uh, kind of manipulate in more of a passive-aggressive way. And um, so we see a lot of these things actually playing out 
on large stages within within humanity right now. And at the same time, we're realizing that when these two aspects of ourself, when we're the tyrant, whether we're the self bully, mm -hmm. you know, or we're the where there's hatred and, criti and criticism towards another group of people or another person, that it's not sustainable. It's destructive, and in humanity loses out. And when within each of us there is this healthy feminine that is nurturing and kind mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and compassionate and patient and intuitive and and is is in this place of the nurturer and this is a, this part of us in men and women has been impressed quite a bit um where it's like hey this this lower these lower quadrants of the feminine and masculine are kind of leading humanity as, and we are evolving each of us individually have the opportunity to say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe I was raised in addiction or abuse or and I see that I don't want to I don't want to lead my life that way. I don't want to be like my parents were. I don't want to be like my grandparents. And we have the ability to evolve, Lee. And this is what's this is the power of will and choice is that we can say, hey, just because I was raised to hate or in a violent uh, in, you know, in a violent home or with addiction does not mean that I have to perpetrate that mm. or perpetuate that. And this is the personal development journey that says just because I was raised in it or abused by it, or it was modeled for me, doesn't mean I have to be bound by that. I can learn new com communication strategies. I can, you know, heal the wounds. I can learn and expand and grow and open my heart for compassion with even those people that I don't understand uh, or that I don't agree with. I can learn how to raise my own vibration so I can be in their presence without using those lower, less evolved, you know, unhealthy, unmasculine feminine frequencies. And, yeah. and in doing that, we, we begin to evolve as a species, which is, which is, mm. this is an exciting time because we have more tools than our parents had. We have more books. Yes. We have more resources. The Dalai Lama is on the, you, on YouTube. You know <laughs> I mean? Like there are many paths, many, many resources, um, online workshops, free things. Like we, there's, there are resources for everybody to navigate out of addiction, abuse, core wounding. And so this is actually an exciting time in humanity because, because there is some form of something to help everyone out of, you know, any contracted state if there is in, if there is will, if there is desire. Yeah. Um, and in that evolution we are beginning to, the, the feminine qualities are more, the, the evolved feminine qualities are awareness and kindness and nurturing and, and compassion, patience, mm. creativity, sensitivity. And in a lot of men, they were programmed, don't feel, don't cry, don't talk about it, don't be sensitive, you're, you're a wuss if you do that. And a lot of women are shamed, hey, don't get angry, don't, don't assert your voice. And so we have a lot of the oppression in our men, men and women to not feel, to not voice has caused a lot of conflict. And we're looking for standing for the truth in, in that healthy divine masculine. He is ethical. He is courageous. He stands for truth. He is 
Um, he works in, in cooperation rather than in a hierarchy. And there's ethics and integrity there. There's courage to do the right thing, even when others would be threatened by that, to, to, to tell the truth about something or to stand for something. And so as humanity evolves and we look at now wow, when we've been in these lower frequencies, each of us individually and collectively, because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm totally aware and honest of where those frequencies have and are working inside me as well as I continue on my journey of awakening. And so it's not like, oh, these people are awake and those people are asleep. It's like, oh, we're all shades of gray here. Let's just be clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's fleeting. You're like, okay, I'm awake in this situation or on this topic and then triggered and unconscious when it's a different issue or kids are threatened or whatever it is yeah. that would cause us to get triggered. So we're in this beautiful place that, we're awakening in to realize what we've done to each other, what we've done to ourselves, what we've participated in, where mm-hmm. we've given our power away. And we're also awakening to, oh my gosh, I didn't realize what I was doing to the planet. I was just busy doing my thing and not realizing that because that disconnection to the divine feminine and the, and the, the conscious masculine to do the right thing, we just focus more on the ego and what I need right now. And we're quite short sighted and ignorant, honestly, you know, not knowing that we have been, um, you know, misusing our environment here and abusing her. And it's come back to us now in health crisis because we're polluting our waters. Well, that affects our, her waters or our waters, our blood, our liquids are come from mother earth. What we put in our body comes from our food, comes from the water. The food that we eat is grown in soil. that's polluted. Well, then that, you know, it's, it's got, you know, pesticides and, you know, roundup chemicals and airplane, you know, like pollution in our food. And of course that, that, that affects our organs and our, and our lungs and our bones. And so we're, we're realizing we're awakening to uh, this whole thing is catalyzing an invitation to look at, Hey, Hmm. you know, what has been my part in this and how can I, how can I live differently in how we treat ourselves? This is intimacy. And this is why I appreciate the topic of your, of your show is intimacy is let me look into me. Yes. Let me look in, let me look in. Intimacy starts first with self that says compassionately with those higher frequencies of honesty and courage from the masculine. Okay. Let me honestly look at what's going on and with compassion and, and tenderness and sensitivity of the feminine. Let me go and see where my wounds are, where, where I feel afraid or alone or, um, insecure mm. and let me learn how to go and hold those places of myself or get the support that I need to actually do that so that my behavior can evolve my, how I treat myself, how I treat other people, what I say yes to in my life, who I surround myself with and how I treat the planet so that I can be a better steward of all of those self mm. others and planet and the deeper 
the deeper invitation right now with this whole experience is to raise that vibration. That's really the invitation, whether we, you know, at a higher level, you know, at at the individual, at the gross level right here, we can say it's about this virus and we can say it's about and that government's doing this or that and we can, we can look at, but the catalyst is when we're looking at it from this perspective, we say, what is this awakening? What is, what is this awakening in me? And it, it is giving this us, all of us, this opportunity to say, is the way I've been treating myself, living my life and treating other people on the planet. Is this sustainable? And is it the way I want to keep living? Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, A lot came through for me in that as well. And the thing that struck me that you said last was this is catalyzing an invitation for us. And an invitation to a party is something you can RSVP yes to, you can RSVP no to. You can say, hey, maybe I'll make it, but maybe I won't. And I think it's important for people to understand that there is, the name of this game isn't force there is a choice for us to make. There's a choice for us to make in every single moment. And when I remember that, because I don't always remember it, but when I do, those are the times when I feel most empowered, most free, most sovereign, most powerful. Um, and, And those are the times when I have a desire to be nurturing, to be loving, gentle, kind, uh, community oriented. And those were some words that you used as well. And so something I have found on my journey and I have found with many clients I've worked with friends, family members. I mean, I think this is the Western human condition at least is that there is a fear or a mistrust of the feminine. Mm. And when I say that, I mean, you know, when we think back to historical times and and all of the places throughout history in which the feminine as in many of these cases represented by a female embodied person were persecuted silenced uh executed um you know there were many times when there was a fear of the power the intuition the knowledge the wisdom the divine connection that the feminine brings to the table And it's something that cannot be replaced. And so with that context, are there ways in which um, you can share that as anyone who's listening, we can welcome more of that nurturing and compassion, firstly in for ourselves, and then in for those around us? Because on a day when I am not mindful about those things or I pump myself full of coffee and I'm, you know, achievement oriented only are the days when I lack a lot of compassion and gentleness for myself. And then it surely ripples out into my life around me. So how do we do that? Because I truly believe that if we can do that with our singular organism, we, I mean, the world will change. Uh, wonderful question. And, you know, to, to address it, it feels like a couple parts of why was the feminine feared and, um, the, the, this is within men and women, 
It's just that sometimes women will have greater access because they'll allow it. And, and some of us, we have given that power away, um, you know, because it was programmed not to trust that, not to, to you know, listen or, or honor that. And this is within men and women, our, our feminine side is intuition. Mm-hmm. And at this time when the unknown is so it is so amplified. We don't really know what's going to happen next week. We don't right. really know. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen next month or six months from now. And this whole mm-hmm. last couple of months has really shown us that, that things aren't as stable. They're not actually built on solid ground. It's on sand. And we don't really have control over that. And this is where the intuition really helps that says, okay, if I make a response from panic or hustle or fear, then I'm likely to make it worse. And this is where the feminine intuition for men and women is so vital right now, because we can sit in that stillness. Let's go ahead and have our emotional tantrum, first of all, because we won't be able to sit still unless we do that. It's just like, ah, whether you need to have fire emotions or whether you need to have your water emotions and, and like, ooh, you know, weeping and crying and, and all of that, like go ahead and have your pity party, whatever form you want and just let it out. And just because we have the right to grieve things that have been lost or things that aren't the same anymore or things that have changed. We have the right to it, to that. And so giving ourselves the permission in the space that perhaps we didn't learn as children, how to hold space for our tantrum when we didn't get our way or when we when, when we didn't want to do something and we're forced, whatever it was, uh, you know, we, we, we learned how to oppress our emotions and that the emotions are actually on the feminine side. They come out unhealthy when they've been stuffed. Yeah. It comes out as rage when we don't process and listen to resentment and irritation and frustration along the way. Then it comes out as dragon lady or violent, you know, eruption. Right. So I think the first thing for, for us right now to look at is what am I feeling? Because normally we weren't, we haven't been trained to honor our feelings and usually our, our feelings have intelligence. If there is disappointment or frustration with a job or a relationship, there's probably mm-hmm. because something is wanting, that is a divine communication that the divine feminine, if we're paying attention to the body signals, our emotions signals, our feelings, we're going to get a clue that this I'm, I'm outstaying the duration of this career. I, I, this something I don't, I, I dread. I had a client the other day on a, on a counseling call. She's like, I dread. I loathe getting up in the morning to go to this job. I loathe it. And now that I'm home, I am doing it. I see that without the office, to give me some respite doing it at home, the actual work, I loathe it. And I'm like, wow, now, now she, she's been loathing that for years. And Mm. so the power of the feminine in this case is to give us clues when the body needs rest. That's not the time for triple espressos. That's the time to be like, okay, I just need to rest. It's actually a feminine quality of the, uh, uh, you know, of the divine saying, Hey, this is a, this is a message. 
The body speaks with a pain. Hey, I've been doing too much of this computer stuff. Step away. And so we can actually use those feminine qualities, all of us right now, to listen, to honor our feelings, to be gentle with ourselves, and also once we allow the emotions to move, to say, okay, God, higher self, spirit, soul, creator, ancestors, anybody, somebody, whoever that is for you or whatever that is to you, hey, help, help a sister out. Mm-hmm. Help a brother out. And this is that divine feminine willingness to be receptive to higher power, divine knowledge. And this was something that traditionally women in, in, in history um, were, were great at using divine guidance. Hey, there is a burn. What should I, what, what should I use? And they would get this intuition or feel this dream. Oh, use this poultice. And they were working with divine guidance to be healers, not necessarily in the scientific realm of of medicine, but more about using energy, using light, using inspiration, using plants. And that form was not as legitimate and it was misunderstood. And so many were persecuted for using, uh, leveraging uh, non-traditional means. Now, not every not everyone used those skills for good. Mm -hmm. And so some did use those for harm to, to cause harm or wish ill or poison others. And so, yes, with, with every, with every arena in life, we will have another grayscale of people whose intent behind their action is for personal gain um, or to cause harm or, for collective gain and for collective win so that it depends on the individual and it's this is not a man thing or a woman thing this is an individual thing Mm. and we get to be in this space of accessing this whole other part of us which is actually the left side of the body and the right side of the brain that is more inspired creative innovative less scientific and when the two work together it's pure magic where we can be in the receptive listening and the stillness and the nurturing of the feminine and in that inspiration and with our intuition paired with so that's kind of like the gps okay go this way yeah and paired with courage conviction the willingness to try and when we fail we learn and we get back up again that devotion, the loyalty, the the commitment that is more of the masculine warrior that says, I will persevere. And these two qualities right now of the feminine and masculine, the awake feminine and masculine working together, I believe is the pathway out of this. And I have received more inspiration during this time of stillness that has been guiding me to you know, in spite, like it's not coming from me. Like I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. And in a place of, well, what the, you know, uh, I don't know what to do. There's a level of humility Hmm. because I can throw a tantrum and I can point fingers and I can get drunk and sedate or, um, which is totally optional. And, uh, or I can be like, okay, show me, show me I'm here. I'm here. And we, we allow, personal will to move aside and we allow divine will to start to guide and this isn't 
so much of a religious choice as much of a, hey, I could use some inspiration right now. And it is inviting that we have the invitation right now to access higher states of wisdom, consciousness, awareness, and receive guidance that we probably could use at this time, you know? Yeah. And it is really what's running my business right now because I'm certainly not running my business. I'm certainly not in charge of things because I've, I've, I've realized that I'm not the right person to be in charge. I'm the right person mm. to execute. Yeah. I'm the right person to be the divine channel, but I'm not, the, I'm not really in the driver's seat. I'm in the passenger seat allowing a, a, a higher, a higher, more intelligent than I uh, be able to guide. And as long as I'm feeling that ethical alignment and it's, it's a yes, yes. And the amount of support, the amount of impact, the, the, you know, things are falling into place because it, it is, it, there is that, like you said earlier, well, there's choice and we have will and there's the invitation to go to the party. That is correct. You don't, yeah. you don't have to accept it and you, and you can. And that's just part of the divine masculine, this humility. Mm. And when the humble masculine says, hey, I'm the executor over here. I'm the one that is the doer and is, is intelligent enough to say to the feminine aspect of ourself, and you are the feeler, you are the knower, mm. you are mm. the receptive channel, you, you, re- you can feel things and see things I don't. And she can say, hey, thank you for executing in a way that I, I'm over here nurturing and tending to the garden and, and, and listening. And I'm over here being the receiver and then passes it over to the masculine to do his, you know, his part, which is, okay, move forward, plant the seeds, take the action. And the two together are pure magic, absolutely magic. And that's where our feminine and masculine are evolving out of the unhealthy and, and they're evolving together and they're also working together. Yeah. And that's where we're more whole. That's where we're more whole. That's where we're, we're, and we're bridging heaven and earth. And I I think it's an Mm -hmm. exciting time to be in our own personal power and not oppress or be afraid of our emotions or our intelligence or a higher power, but use it. It's a tool that we could use right now. Uh, Absolutely. The word that keeps coming up for me is surrender. There's, you have alluded to this idea of surrender many, many times. And as I'm, you know, walking the path in my life, Personally, professionally, I have come up against the opportunity to surrender so often. And we keep talking about this party that there's an invitation to. Well, let me tell you, folks, this is the party of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. (laughs) That's what's happening right now. And it's what I've seen in my life is this opportunity presented to me over and over again. And I was with my partner, I don't know, maybe a month ago. And we had a, we created a beautiful ceremony for ourselves at home. And 
something that came through to us when we dropped in really deep to the ceremony is he went on this beautiful, um, this beautiful verbal journey for like an hour sharing his devotion to me Mm. and how he is here to serve me and serve my purpose. And one of those ways of him serving me is by being a teacher to me in the ways that he can be a teacher to me. And of course, vice versa. But something that I was really challenged with before the moment of his declaration was letting him be a teacher to me because there were so many egoic stories that I was wrapped up in in my head about what would it mean if my male partner is my teacher and what does this mean for you know gender equality or you know I wasn't thinking any of these things consciously but there was a subconscious pushback of you're not going to tell me about myself and I'm not going to have this breakthrough in your presence this is something I do on my own And as soon as I could really understand the bigness of, oh my God, there are teachers all around me all the time. And I really consider you as one of them is if I can just step back and accept this as a beautiful gift, if I can receive this gift, it's like somebody's trying to give me a present for my birthday and it's the best gift ever. If I can view it as such, then I can revel in the in the abundance of what this lesson or moment or person is here to show me and that you know in what you were saying is the the feminine receptivity oh i it would actually take less effort to not fight back right and <laughs> the arrogance that comes in right I, I appreciate your humility and your vulnerability in in this share but in the process of breaking patterns and and we're all one way of looking at that is that we're all in a classroom mm-hmm. of our own creation that our soul has, 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 is giving us the opportunities to grow within. And we're being given tests and quizzes every day, yep. some by our partner, some by, you know, the powers that be that are saying stay at home or whatever it is like we're being tested by our family members. We were being tested by, you know, somebody that writes a comment on something, you know, we're being tested by people that trigger us people that, and, and, and if we look at, this is more of an awakening perspective in personal development that everything and everyone is a teacher and every environment is a classroom. Every single one. And then we can say, oh, what am I being attested with right now? Which might be patience. It might be compassion. It might be test. I might be testing. Am I going to go into my addictive pattern or am I going to break it? You know, am I going into the past about the story and going back into uh, reinforce my victimhood? Or am I breaking that pattern and saying I'm victorious? This isn't going to have a hold on me any longer. I create my reality and this past doesn't any longer, whether we're going to liberate ourselves from that. And then we pass the test. Right. Yeah. And so every day we're being tested. And by, at the end of the day, my body will tell me how I passed the physical tests today. Mm. Right. Truly. It's beautiful that. Yeah. Right. Every, everything. And in the relationships we say, you know, gosh, how we handled this disagreement 
whether we're going to bed, you know, not like <laughs> yeah. separate and, you know, in the same bed, but walls and deep, big walls between us, then we can see how did I do with my relationship tests today? If I'm not talking to that person, when my head hits the pillow, how did I do? Like I say, you know what? I didn't quite do as well as I could. And now I can, I can justify that and say, well, it's their fault or the test wasn't fair, or I aced it, but they didn't, you know, I can be in all of those places that doesn't allow me to go back to the test, go back to the questions and, and look at it again and say, huh, did I do the best that I can? And let me go back and look at this and say, do I need a tutor? Do I need a tool? Do mm -hmm. I need more practice? Was I wrong? Did I read the question too fast? Did I make an assumption? You know, and in life, if we are seeing life as a student, then we go back to these experiences where we, we failed a test or we didn't do so well. And with humility, we say, okay, what's it teaching me and what do I need? I might need to learn new communication skills. Right. I might need to detox something in my body. I might need to apologize or ask for help and guidance to learn a tool that I don't currently have because I keep failing the test. Well, if I, if I don't change my pattern either get a tutor or practice. If I don't change my pattern, then I will keep repeating the test mm. and the tests will get louder and bigger. And the consequences to make a change to that will, will amplify. It's not like, you know, we, we can't just keep repeating seventh grade, you know? Right. And so the tests get, get bigger. And if we're using the same tools, we'll have the same outcome, negative outcome, but but amplified and so mm. this is more uh, you know you're you're what you're sharing is more of a conscious perspective is that everyone and everything is my teacher and mm -hmm. what is my partner showing me about well, I have to do it myself or I can't be vulnerable in your presence what is that teaching me about my level of trust um or I don't feel safe because of past wounding that hasn't healed. Like I can't trust people. And so when will that pattern change? And, and what, what safe and supportive environment do you need to break those patterns of not feeling trust as an example? And I, I it just feels like this is, a, this is, although it'd be uncomfortable, it is an accelerator Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? We are in like advanced placement classes right now, <laughs> whether right? we signed up for it or not. And like, this is the most apt metaphor that I've heard to recount life. All of life essentially is we are students and we, there are tests all the time. And if we could just ask that one question, what is, you know, what am I being tested on right now? Or what am I being shown? What is there here for me to see about myself, my tendencies, my, you know, whatever it is, is a really beautiful line of self-inquiry, one that definitely requires um, <laughs> a level of integrity to, to, to hold ourselves in that space is, um, it's, I mean, it's certainly a journey, certainly. And I noticed, I've noticed when I'm watching myself, when I'm tested on something and I'm having an epic fail, you know, <laughs> which, which happens a lot still. Yeah. 
And, you know, in that, I watch my tendency to want to say, the test isn't fair. And well, look at what she's doing or look at what, you know, well, they didn't do well on their test or they, they're cheating or like I go outside of myself or the, the teacher's corrupt, the, you know, it's the teacher's fault or it's not fair. And so I get to hear hmm. this triggered little child that is um, back in those unconscious frequencies. In that case, she's, she's, you know, being a little unhealthy, masculine, a little unhealthy feminine, like, I don't want, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, or blame somebody else or throw a tantrum or distract. I mean, we're all really good. Oh yeah. We're all really fantastic. <laughs> yeah. At kind of, and we've been trained by the best of, you know, how to kind of, you know, uh, kind of sneak away or shake off or ignore um, and, and not be accountable because we were modeled that sometimes yeah. when, Sometimes we, when we tried those techniques, guess what? They worked. So it got reinforced that, hey, when I throw a tantrum, I, I get my way. And, oh my gosh. And so it gets reinforced. This is, this is why a lot, of the, a lot of the unhealthy behavior stays put because it is rewarded by power, by money. Well, I get, I get, what, I get my way. So we, we see adult tantrums happening, you know, you know, these kinds of childhood tantrums and manipulations that are really more childlike. Um, we see them playing out in, in political structures. In, oh, in the entire political structure all right now. <laughs> we, see, we, see, we see these kinds of things playing out on reality TV, yep. on, you know, in, in media, all over the place, social media. And, and so I, 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 I humbly admit to, gosh, when I really don't want to be shown that I'm being tested, yeah, I will revert back to some of those unconscious behaviors. And then I even get to meet that with how clever you are and yeah, that is, and you're still going to go back and study. Yeah. And, and so I, I find that this time I smile a lot because it's like, well, isn't that cute? I actually teach on that subject and look at me doing that thing. <laughs> That's it, like, Oh, okay. Humble, like laughter and saying, let's get back to the, let's get back to looking at it again. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, my, I can be a slithery little snake sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was a good one. Very tricky. You know what? When you say that and when I say that, this is how we get to have compassion when we look outside of ourselves and we look at somebody's behavior and we're kind of looking at it through this tiny little straw and we say, oh, how awful they are to do that. And I'm like, right. you know what? I'm in no place to judge because even though I may not be doing that thing exactly, I can certainly understand the motivation behind it. And I've probably on the gray scale of things, uh, demonstrated some form of that behavior, it might just look different, whether that's addiction or abuse or right. bullying or tyrannical behavior. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, I've done all of those things. And, and so I, I, I feel that this helps to elevate a level of compassion when we look at behaviors outside of us that don't make sense or are very triggering because here comes the teacher. Right. That person where you're like, well, surely they don't deserve my compassion. Surely they are not, you know, worthy of unconditional love. And it's like, well, 
the bully bullies because they were bullied. Right. You know, so of course they're, of course they're deserving of compassion. You know, the one who is, is blaming somebody else is, is, isn't, is, is afraid and feeling out of control or triggered or feeling threatened in some way. And it's like, okay, let's have compassion for what's underneath that behavior. We don't have to agree with or love the behavior to understand uh, perhaps that there's some underlying imprint. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Contributing to that choice. Mm. Yeah. That, uh, that actually came up for me today in, in having a call with my parents about my dad's health. And I got off the phone and, you know, as there's a certain turning point, I think as a child where we kind of then take on the role of parent. And I think it happens in maybe the late twenties and there's almost a, a switching of roles in, in some dynamics. And so we were talking about hydration and nutrition and sleep this morning. And when I came in after getting off the phone with my parents, feeling a little flustered, um, I sat down and did a loving kindness meditation. And immediately I was like, oh my gosh, you know, my mom keeps calling me because she's so scared. She's really scared about my dad's health. And while she's not saying she's scared, I can feel that that's what's underneath. And that for my dad, it's possible that there is confusion because there are test results that are inconclusive. And there are these layers and layers and layers of emotions underneath that, especially, you know, for people in my parents' generation, again, like you said, they weren't trained to say, hey, here's how I'm feeling right now. And here's what I'd like to request in order to get my needs met. It's just, you know, let's get it done. And so when or I sat it under the carpet, we don't talk about exactly. it. Exactly. You know, a lot of, you know, the, you know, the, another generation is we don't, we don't talk about things. It's just this gag order of, we, we don't, we don't address it. It goes under the carpet unaddressed. Right. right. And we don't uh, ask, we don't share our feelings because that was frowned upon in many generations in different cultures. There's, a, there's, there's a lot of imprinting and, you know, the work that I'm finding that I, that I'm doing a, a lot of right now is really looking at the imprints of, of what has shaped the way we view the world, whether how, how we were treated, you know, how our gender was treated, how, how, what was, where the power, power moves were, how we, how media shaped the way we saw things or religion or culture. Um, the conversations around money, the conversations around politics, the conversations around those people over there, that, that, those kind of people, whether it was a religion or a race or wealthy or whatever, like those people, all of these conversations, um, that have, and cultural, you know, bloodline influences that have a profound effect on how we see ourselves and whether or not we feel safe, whether or not we feel worthy, whether what path is acceptable and not acceptable, um, our body image, our sexuality, all of these things. And I'm doing some deep program, you know, uh, some online courses and programs with, you know, people, um, you know, to unravel those imprints. And this is what the healing practice has been about is looking at well, no wonder this thing is happening around codependency with your parents. No wonder this happening is happening that you don't trust these people. No wonder this is happening, um, this addiction. 
And we kind of go back to the original imprints and influences that have shaped, um, you know, the, the environment that our inner child was raised in and are continuing to affect our belief systems and our lens through which we see life. Yeah. And we all have very different lenses and most of us very distorted lenses that were given to us as a child that aren't even ours, don't fit, most of them not true or way outdated, and yet they're still running in our subconscious mind right. about how we're supposed to, how we're to be a good daughter. You know, what is a good daughter right, right. now? And like, guaranteed, there's programs back there of expectations that were placed on your shoulders early on about what a good daughter is. Right. And that, yeah, I was just going to say that goes on in, in any relationship, what a good wife is, what a good employee is, what a good CEO is. And just, wow, it's uh, beautiful to be able to have the opportunity to do that work to see what's ours and what's not. Um, and have the choice, back to choice, to say, and I can unravel that. I can let go of that shackle or that belief system that has been controlling me, that I have to please everybody else at the expense of myself, Right. You know, which is a big one, especially for women, a big one, especially, or I have to provide for everybody. Here's the masculine one. I have to provide for everybody, and my feelings don't matter. And 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 so there. We, we get to look at some of those, those things now and in and, and the healing practice, that's, you know, one of my passionate, you know, roles is having the gift of seeing so many experiences from thousands of different clients is getting to see the angles of the parent, the child, the abuser, the abused, and all, you know, all of these different lenses to be able to come to compassion and understanding how these things happen and that there is a path out. There is a tool out. There is, there is a path to freedom and, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful to be able to unravel and peel back the layers and find that what is underneath that is a beautiful soul that has a tender heart and feelings that matter and dreams that are wanting to be expressed. This is a time of, of flowering and planting our own seeds and pulling the weeds out of the garden that have been, you know, choking out our truest essence, our greatest joy. And it's a wonderful time to be gardening in essence, yeah. to, be, to be trading out weeds for seeds that belong to us and pulling our energy out of when we're fussing into everybody else's garden and, you know, giving our energy and power away to things that we can't control because you know, like your parents, they're adults, they're not children. And they're still going to make the choices that they make, regardless yeah. of what you say, whether you say drink water or, you know, change your diet, they're still adults. Yeah. And they're going to do what they do. I, I tried to parent my parents. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty much without their consent. Oh, um, <laughs> it was to mine was totally without their consent. They were like, without who the fuck consent. are you? <laughs> and I, and I realized that, oh, I'm crossing a boundary into their garden out of love, but it's still because I want to control their health or their life because I'm not really, 
I'm not really agreeing with their decisions. And I got to a, a wonderful classroom for me that showed up in many different types of tests. This is what am I doing over there? Imposing my will. I'm only supposed to bring flowers to their garden, not my will, mm. not my agenda. And uh, I've had many give, give me be a great teachers for, for me on that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, the most fertile garden around. Oh, wow. It's speaking of like, what a fertile conversation this has been. I'm so, so grateful to have your perspective here and to be sharing it out with others. Um, we do have a couple of questions in the chat. Um, so I'm going to condense a couple and I just want to check. Do you have a few more minutes, Anahata? I do have a few more minutes. Okay. And for those listening and watching, if you've got a bounce, there is a, a free gift. So be sure to grab it. Yes. So, that'll yes. be in the show notes. Yes. Yes. Because I'm giving a free guided visualization for quantum manifestation so that you can seed those dreams in your consciousness. So hmm. and check so that out. Why don't you share where people can find you then? What are all of the, all the places, all the things you're offering right now? Well, uh, shamangelichealing.com is, is the main hub. That's where everything is. So you can go there. There's, if you are traveling to Sedona anytime and really want to meet in person, I'm here, but there's also, you know, retreats. There is, there are virtual experiences. We have virtual breath work. Um, now, which is phenomenal and you know what that's all about. Um, there is, uh, there is our, I'm on Anahata Ananda and that's on social media, on Instagram and Facebook and there's YouTube and all of that. The Shamangelic Healing Podcast is on all platforms and that has some fabulous conversations on it as well. And for the listeners in the show notes, check out this free gift that I want to give you, which is a free quantum guided visualization to help you manifest starting here with, with mindset to really dream starting here with dreaming the new reality of what you know is possible within you and giving yourselves permission to write that future. So that is uh, where you can find me. And what we're also going to give a discount on that online group coaching, because really this is not a time to go it alone. There's so much up for people. There's so much being triggered and having a guide to help see things you can't see or provide tools that you don't know uh, will help you get to where you want to go faster. And uh, that's really valuable. I couldn't be doing this without my teachers and coaches. And for those that are struggling and need support for healing or awakening or acceleration, whatever, that's, that's what I'm here to do, whether that's virtual or here in Sedona. So that and you know we did I did just inspire it, it divinely inspired this uh, sacred femininity the sacred mm, feminine yeah. womb healing and uh, you know sacred intimacy that that is for women only and that mm. is all that's sold out and so the next one is in August so we'll have that there as well but I am here really deeply to to help people through their journey of, of healing and awakening in whatever way feels right. Beautiful. And I will second that. Um, Anahata is a, a beautiful, amazing, wise guide. So if any of you are looking for support in anything in your life right now, because God knows we could all use community and support and knowing that someone has our back and is, is really there to hold a beautiful space for us, then 
I do invite you to visit Anahata's pages, her websites, check out her virtual offerings. Um, thank you so much, Anahata, for being just a beam of light in the world and for keeping it real. Hey, you know, like the we all came back because we knew these be, would be exciting times. <laughs> I, I think we all came back at this time like, hey, I want to be in the game and we can be in the game or on the sidelines. And I, I feel that there there's an invitation for each of us to get in the game of life and really go all in. Like, what else are we going to do? Like, let's just go all in. And uh, I, I'm grateful to be on this journey with you for sure you know, we like-minded kindred souls. So yeah, it's my, my Likewise. pleasure. Thank you so, so, so much. I'm sending so many blessings your way and uh, hopefully I'll be flying on the wings of angels to Sedona soon to give you a hug in person. Yes. Yes. I'll, I'm right here ready and waiting. And I look forward to it. Have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you again for your presence and sharing today. Well, and I want to answer the questions. Yes. Okay. So let's, so, yes. I'm glad you have some yes. time then. Okay. I do have a few more minutes before I need so to. So I'm going to, two of these are similar actually. Um, so how do you deal with the pressure to keep up, keep up in, in quotes and really be in that sort of masculine pursuing, executing, and also honor your feminine qualities? I don't succumb to the pressure of keeping up. I I know I have. And what that created for me, the classroom that that created was adrenal fatigue, uh, thyroid problems, uh, irritability, exhaustion. And I'm like, hmm, maybe this isn't sustainable. Maybe I'm failing because I'm letting the hustle and the push and the drive, even though I love what I do. I really deeply love what I do, but I wasn't taking downtime for self. And a couple years ago, I hit burnout. And so I've also, uh, I'm leaning back into a, a, a gentler pace and I actually get more done. I, I'm more strategic mm-hmm. about it. I'm smarter about it. And I have more fun and more play and downtime. And I still get plenty done, but it's not, it's, it's, it's from an inspired place instead of a forceful place. And so I don't keep up that way. I, I haven't even planned most of next month yet. And next month is in a few days and I'm, I'm listening. I'm needing, I'm listening saying if I plan too far ahead, it won't be the right answer right now. It's important to be really listening and I'll know what day it's like, okay, now listen, now plan the whole next month because the right information will be available for me to, to plan it the right way instead Mm. of hustle and push and force and then have things not work out. And it actually cost me. I've done that many times where I'm like, no, I've got to hustle. I've got to do it now. And then, then I make a choice and it doesn't work out and, and it actually cost me time, money, and energy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not keeping up in that way. I'm just deeply listening and that feminine masculine balance feels a lot better physically, energetically. It's, it's way more delicious and I'm still serving plenty. I'm not, 
you know, bonbons and Netflix, uh, you know, <laughs> not that there isn't a time for both of those. Right. Um, I, I'm not sitting back doing nothing. Right. Because I'm just listening to the right time to do things and the right energy mm. which to do things. I think that's the key. And I, I was, this was shared with me at one point, you said, I'm not sitting back and doing nothing. And I think the underlying fear for a lot of people who haven't yet found that balance within them or or haven't yet embodied that in a sustained way is the fear that if there is surrender, if there is releasing, letting go, that they will do nothing, that they will be inert, inactive, and you know, shit just will pile up. But what you're saying is Yeah. I did I did an IGTV and I've done a bunch of little IGTVs on that during this time. I did one on inner alignment that says, hey, move, make your decisions from a place of inner alignment. If you're not in alignment and you make a choice, you're going to attract external non-alignment. You know, I have hired from that place of I have to get somebody now and I I I hired misalignment. And then I needed to fire. Then I needed to release that, you know, yeah. because I made the choice from hustle. And I, I put a person in as an example, that's an example of, of not hiring or making a choice from inner alignment. And so I did two different IGTVs on that are on Instagram that are on inner alignment and don't let bad habits steal your dreams. I did another one on that mm. one. And with that one, it's more like, Hey, there's a difference between doing nothing because you just got knocked off your feet and you need to catch your breath a little bit and you're kind of stunned and you might have a day or two of sedating or sleeping in or, to, or resting because you need that. But then the listening happens. Okay. You know, throw your tantrum. Then the listen, not the action first. The feminine actually does the leading. Yeah. Listen, sit still. What's aligned? What's inspired? What's right? I can't do that. That doesn't feel right. And then in that listening place, go to the feminine first, then to the masculine. When we've got the marching orders clear and the, the divine feminines received the inspiration, then I go without doubt, without fear, with total faith, and I, I move forward. And I do take action, and it's inspired action, not and and. And then I listen. How did that go? Is there anything I could do differently? Did that go as planned? Can I adjust something? Go back to the listening again. Right. Let me go back to the classroom. Here was the results. How did it, how did it, how did it go? Yeah. And then go back humbly saying, gosh, if it's not working, I need to change something. Right. Let me go back to listening. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's just something beautiful that happens when we can detach from the results, meaning something about our character and simply see that we're always getting data. We're just always getting information from our bodies, from the mirrors around us in our relationships. And so when I remember to say, hey, you know what? This is not personal. I'm just simply getting feedback for what I put out. Okay. So I see what I'm putting out now because it's being directly reflected back to me. And I can ask for help. Hey, you know, I ask, I have strategists, I have coaches all the time saying, hey, is it something in my message? Is it something in my email? Is it, is it, um, is it, gosh, I, I, I didn't, I really put this topic or this, 
this offer out there, but I didn't see if it's what's needed right now. My meditations deep here, like with the collective of like, what needs, what, what, what information tools or resources are needed right now? Well, let me sit in that question so that then I can come forward with what is actually needed and valuable right now. Yeah. Hmm. And let me even sit with the pricing of it. Hmm. Okay. It's not free, but it's not normal prices. Well, what is the right price? Okay. Even down to the pricing, I'm not pushing forward without listening. Mm. When I do that, when I do that, things work better. Things work better. When I meditate, when I connect to Mm. aligned frequency, when I intend, you know, a certain way for the day to go and for my energy to be in a certain place, the day goes differently. So invitation to all those listening, (laughs) just give it a try, like try it for a week and just see if your day goes better. And if you don't like probably the increased amount of ease and productivity and joy that you've just welcomed in, then you can always go back to the old way. Right. Like I I just, I I allow it, you know, the day I can switch it up if I'm really not feeling something and I'm not feeling inspired you know, to, to do something, I could say, you know what, let's move that to tomorrow. And let me do this thing that I'm really inspired about today. I get to look honestly, is this out of avoidance or is this, or is it because this isn't in alignment today? Right. And Mm. I get to be, you know, trust that. And it's just, it's, it's fun experiment. Absolutely. Yeah. Fun. It is. It is. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so, so, so much for your offerings, your gifts, and who you are in the world, and for for keeping it real. <laughs> Likewise, sister, I appreciate your honesty and your passion and your mission to bring solutions and resources to a, to a com- community of, of people that are seeking and looking. Mm. And so thank you for being, you know, playing your part in that. Love you and appreciate you. I love you. I and love you. Back. Sending so many blessings to you, and this uh, will be coming your way soon. Okay, we'll see you in Sedona. All right, my dear. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If this landed for you, then, you know, be sure to go and give her a rave review. Lee is doing wonderful things. This podcast is spreading its wings. So let's show our gratitude for, you know, she's putting herself out there. Let's go leave her a rave review and express our thanks for what she's doing uh, for the community. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anahata. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you made it this far, it probably means that you enjoyed listening, learned a lot, and are one step closer to deeper intimacy. To help couples like you discover the show and transform their lives, please consider leaving a five-star review and hitting subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at untamed underscore intimacy. We'd love to hear from you there. If you want to be the first to gain access to exclusive content, practices, and tools to create untamed intimacy in your life, join our mailing list by clicking the link in the show notes. You'll receive powerfully curated content that's no bullshit and pure love. And if you want to learn more about creating untamed intimacy in your life, then visit us at untamedintimacy.com. We see you and we appreciate you. Until next time, much love and good vibes.